Good evening, and welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, uh, because when you've got, you know, weeks that stretch into, uh, I don't know, um, years, it feels like. That's kind of part of the reason why we're here. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. Uh, I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. I apologize for the slight delay. Um, there, there's this stuff that's kind of gotten me off my game. I'll kind of give everybody a, a quick update as to all of what's going on momentarily. So let me go ahead and introduce everybody and uh, get everything going real quick because uh, reasons. Top left-hand corner of uh, still not yet snowy North America, Dallin. Hi. Good evening, although it was raining earlier. Yeah, here too, a little bit. Gotta love that. Down and to the right just a little bit, Midwest of the U.S., a, a very famous now, uh, Bridget Fitch. Hi, good evening. <laughs> good evening. We'll tell you about that in a couple of moments. Surprisingly enough, over to the right side of the coast, Unredo Tech is uh, awake and decided, hey, I haven't spent enough bile today. Sure, why not? Hi, man. Good to have you back. <laughs> Hi. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't about spitting bile. I saw the topic and the show notes, and I thought to myself, you know, uh, back when I had Facebook, I had the same thing happen to me. And yeah, I have something to contribute. Why not? Good enough. Uh, I'll give you something to laugh at in a moment. And cross the pond over into Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, and I've got, I've yeah. got his name spelled right now. Yeah, and I... <laughs> Completely missed the topic. Not to worry. Everything's everything's gonna be fine. You're looking caught up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll have Yeah, you'll have a couple of, uh you'll have a couple of minutes to get caught up on the topic and to get ready for the horrible scopes, because it works out good that way. I've got a pinned message and everything in our host chat over on the Discord server. Anyway, as a as a quick update on that one, yes, we've had a Discord server going, so anybody that wants to join us over there, you're more than willing to put up with us we're very quiet most of the time but uh you know we we're there i i, I talk too much <laughs> we're talking about the discord server oh okay there you go there's your moment right there. we we had a we had a very long talk and discussion about particular phone. 1978 is the year that's printed on the label on the bottom. So, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I've, I've got some old tech in here. Got a couple of Palm Pilots too, but we, you know, we don't, we don't talk about that. Never mind. We'll, we'll discuss that later. Anyway. So, um, real quick check in on, uh, on everybody. Cause you know, uh, as far as for me, uh, the last, 36 hours have been uh, an incredible, um, stressful uh, week for me. So um, things have been kind of weird. I did get the opportunity of headed out to uh, the college to see Tiny Tribble yesterday, which in this case yesterday means Friday because I haven't been to sleep yet. The day doesn't reset until after you've gone to sleep. So, And um, he's doing okay. Uh, 
midterms are going on. He said that one of the things he had to do was to build a website and had to be doing a specific set of things. So, okay, you know, cool. And um, technically, Friday is his second birthday now because he's gotten his first testosterone injection and the next step for him goes on. So, um, so there's that. How are you guys holding up so far right now? Well, our uh, COVID cases are spiking now in my county, and so we're averaging over 100 new cases a day. Go us. <laughs> and it's not a very big county, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, countrywide here in the U.S., uh, the numbers have been spiking again. Joy, rapture. But be that as it may. um. I do remember, uh, although I, I didn't remember yesterday, uh, apologies. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one bad thing about being unemployed, holidays like that or the, the upcoming um, time change, all that, you just don't think about it. And especially this year with the, with the whole fact that, you know, if you're not living with somebody, you shouldn't be going out to see somebody for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. All too true. Yeah. I guess maybe I should go out and get some turkey burgers or something. I don't know if I'm going to try uh, frying uh, a turkey. Uh, uh, I might. I mean, I've got all the equipment that's necessary. Actually, what I really want to do, hmm. um, I want to try brining one. Well, that's not... I that's not the hard part. No, I know, but it's just, it, it's something I've never done before. Oh, well, but then I, I just realized the last time I did a Turkey, I was, I had roommates and they were the ones with the roaster. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's really good is to put it in a smoker, but inject it first with like rosemary and garlic. Ugh, yum. Ooh, that does sound good. Yeah, if only good. I had something that was big enough to, you know, not so much. My thing is only big enough to handle like four or five burgers, and that's about it. So, which, by the way, uh, for those of you that might be at all interested, uh, I do keep tabs on Cash, and he was making um, chicken and smoking some 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 pork butt, and it's like you know, okay, you know, it's fine, whatever, it's good, you doing good anyway. So. As always, thank you guys for being with us. Uh, of course, as always, if you are with us live, the live chat is always open. I know for well, Beth, I I'm, I'm hoping that you're doing okay, hon. Seriously, you know, just just don't don't push yourself too hard. Um, Phyllis was in earlier. Stephanie's there. Guys, thank you. Um, of course, as always, just you know, be safe. And um, let me hold. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, get everything rolling. And uh, we'll go in from there. Uh, you guys can uh, bring tech up to speed as far as to where the horrible scopes are. And uh, uh, Joseph, I found it. Good. And uh, Joseph can get up to speed on the topic and we'll kind of work from there. So, oh, 
the question is, did I update the, um, haha, <laughs> no, I, I, I bet you I didn't. So let me see. Did I, uh, did I update it and fix it? No, I didn't. Okay. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts right now. And, uh, this week it is justice. Uh, yeah. Dummy me. I, I, I forgot to update what it was from last week. All right. That's is what it is. I had a, I had a, I had a really hard time trying to deal with last week's topic, which was, Ostensibly, I was trying to figure out how do we square the circle of, well, we don't want anybody to be getting sick. We don't want to wish ill on someone. But, you know, there are certain people getting this disease, you know, what's the expression? You get what you paid for, so to speak. And believe it or not, for the majority of this week, every once in a while, I kind of kept going back to the topic for myself. Because, I mean, we didn't really have any real answer when all is said and done. And, and you know, that's, that's okay. I mean, we, we generally speaking, I, I don't expect that we'll have an answer on whatever the topic is. But I got to thinking about it. And it was really, really... um it was really difficult for me to try to uh, figure out where I should be. Is there somewhere I should be? And I finally figured out what it is. The reason why we don't feel bad saying this son of a bitch got what he deserved is justice. Justice is blind, as we know full well from the depictions of her. She holds the scales that are supposed to be unbiased. And this is a, this is a concept that goes back millennia. I mean, you look at the, the depictions of the dead being judged going across the river in ancient Egyptian mythos. Your heart was weighed against a feather. And if you were judged worthy, you got into the afterlife, or not, and, well, you were devoured by an alligator, crocodile, I don't remember which one it was. doesn't really much matter. You were devoured. You're gone. The scales of justice are supposed to be unbiased. It's supposed to be. It doesn't always work that way once you get into the, the minutia of, well... Shades of gray. But where this happens, justice serves itself. If you decide that you want to go ahead and put yourself into harm's way, you have no one to blame but yourself if you knew the risks and you did it anyway. And justice is served that way because, well, you assumed the risks. And you rolled the dice, or you spun the wheel, or whatever other gambling metaphor you want to put out there. Not that he was really good at gambling casinos. How the hell you can do that, by the way, is beyond me, because the math is on your side when you're the house, but be that as it may. 
it's hard for me to think that I'm a good person while at the same time saying, you know what? I'm glad that he got sick. I don't want to be that person, but there is the piece of, like I said, you assume the risk and what happens happens. Do I feel bad for somebody who wants to play Russian roulette with a with a Glock 9mm semi-automatic? No. You knew what the risks were. You took them. You want to go ahead and put yourself into harm's way because Grand Leader said to? Those are the people I feel bad for. Because they think that the risks are in their favor. Because, again, they were taught wrong. Those are the people I feel bad for. Those are the ones I have sympathy for. And, unfortunately, at the same time, Justice will not be served with them getting sick. And I'm sorry if it happens to you. I really, truly am. This is episode 332 on the docket, Your Honor. Again, this harkens back to last week. You got me. I talked last week near the end of the show about the photo that was supposedly showing that Trump had a little, you know, six inch or, uh, you know, a, a, a soda can size uh, container for oxygen and, uh, you know, a, a little pipe tube going past his ear to feed oxygen while he was going over to Marine One. And uh, turned out, you know what? You got me. I was wrong. I got duped. And I'm not bringing this up because I want to go ahead and have uh, self-flagellation going on. Trust me, I've never done that. I have no intent of doing that. I have no interest in that. But if we can remind ourselves that, you know, now is really the time for us to be really, really careful about what we're consuming. This would be the right time for that because good Lord, there's a lot of stuff that is flying past us. And considering that, you know, we're getting into election season here in the U S and the eyes of the world are on us. We got to get this right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and we're going to remind ourselves how to be looking at stuff and how to be critical without driving ourselves completely insane or our loved ones. As an aside, by the way, don't forget, you can always uh, unfriend, block, mute people because, you know, sometimes it's worthwhile doing that. And let me tell you, there's some people on Facebook I have blocked because... It was the right thing to do. So we'll go with that. Anyway, so how about we get the horrible scopes? Um, 
out of the way real quick, and uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of go from there. You guys sound good for that? Yeah, works for me. I'm game. By the way, there's a neat little feature on the uh, horoscopes, uh, uh, the Google Docs page. There's a show document outline button on the left-hand side, and it shows all the signs. You can just click on it. It takes you right to the one that you need to go to next. Oh, I didn't know that was there. I I just found it myself today. Uh, I learned something new, and I felt the need to share. It's like the the navigation. Luckily, it wasn't a growth on my body that I had to share. Yeah, it's like the navigation pane in um in Word. If you if you mark things with like a particular like a heading style or something like that, which mm-hmm. I navigation pane will actually let you uh jump down. That's what I do with uh with Outcast all the time. Fair enough. Uh, Beth, you take care of yourself on have a good weekend. And uh Yeah, rest well, Beth. Mm-hmm. Peace and long life, hon. We'll see you later. So otherwise Let's go ahead and get this rolling. So, for those of you that know what your hor- your uh, astrological signs are, congratulations. Those of you that don't, roll a d12, make it up as you go along. It doesn't really much matter. It, we'll just make it up as we go along. It's it'll it'll work out fine that way. We'll kick you right off over here, Aries. Romance will take you by storm this week, fulfilling your mind with new and interesting conversations. So, pick up that subscription to Duolingo and learn some French or Spanish or even Italian. You'll enjoy ordering takeout at that fancy French food truck once you do. <laughs> Dallin. Uh, uh, moving right along with Taurus. Ask all your friends and they'll tell you that you shine like a star. Uh, right now, that's not a compliment. Look, go outside once in a while and get some sun on your skin. You're not supposed to have the surface reflectivity of an Irish redhead. Unless you're an Irish redhead, in that case, stay the hell inside. It's better for you. And I remember the last time you were in a mall and used the massage chair. Remember how much of a ripoff that was? The mall's management company sent a registered letter letting you know that you're not allowed back for the next year. It's just something about sitting in the chair backwards or something. Don't bother to hire a lawyer for this one. Just accept it and stay away. Cancer. Moonchild. The expression, hey, what could go wrong? Is only just slightly worse than, hey, what's the worst that could happen? Even the cartoon characters from My Little Pony figured out you shouldn't use either expression anymore. Until you've learned how to banish the great god Murphy, stop using those lines. Joseph. Joseph, you're muted. Sorry about that. There you go. Okay. So, what are we at? We're at Leo? Leo. Okay, we've got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is it, it's as bad as you think it is. The good news is it's not going to get any worse. So you might as well just deal with it instead of waiting. You could ask, you could ask to borrow Libra's tranquilizer gun if they still got it from last week. It, it's a callback. You, you should listen to last week's show to figure that one out. Virgo, with the season changing and the sun's position in the sky lowering, 
Now's the perfect time to get outside and let it shine up your ass. Enjoy it while it la- Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. We've got an idea. Dallin? Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, Libra? Hey, following on Virgo's heels, how about you try your ass as a cult leader? Just spout some Star Trek-level, semi-believable, biological, pseudo-reality, spiritual energy, charging drivel about how sunlight on your anus is the next best thing. Nice. Yes, I did that all in one breath. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Have people pay you to show them the proper technique and poses. It's kind of like yoga instructors do. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? And you know, <clears throat> oh, man. I don't think we ever did see any... Uh, Articles about people going into the emergency room with with sunburned buttholes. Well, because yes. that would that would have completely resurrected the WTF news segment of every DJ show in Second Life. That I do. <laughs> yep. Just on a fun trip, uh, a fun fun topic. If anybody's listening, uh, well, there are people listening. If you want something fun to do, look up injuries in the ER uh, for people who have suffered yoga related. Uh, complications they do exist there are many of them and they're interesting i don't i don't don't even want to think about that i used to do a show segment like that like well that one wasn't me i would do the wtf news and someone else would do like uh you know stupid laws by state stupid inventions by century that one would have been perfect for, for for his part of the show yeah and uh just uv light bulbs (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and just for just for the rub, just make sure that we've got everything covered, so to speak. Uh, Dallin, it's entirely possible that those news articles did uh, exist, but they probably fell into a news black hole somewhere. So you can probably look them up a little bit later. Uh, Bridget, yeah. yeah, soup, just more soup this week. Lots of it: tomato, chicken noodle, chicken and rice, minestrone. Mexican wedding, matzah, matzah, it doesn't matter which. You need to eat more soup. Not because you're dehydrated or that it's good for you. You're going to need the cans so you can weld a machine or attack robot. Sagittarius. Don't sell yourself short. At least not for so little. We know you're short. You know you're short. Anyone with vision can see. You're short. Just don't sell yourself based on that. Base it on your skill set. Unless that skill set is being a human projectile at a dwarf tossing competition. But still, hold out for more money. You're worth it. Joseph. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> took me a second to reach the unmute. Um, Capricorn, you have the athleticism of a mollusk. At least you've got some idea of what a mollusk even is. So treat yourself to the captain's yacht platter at Red Lobster for that. And if you really like the cheddar biscuits, you can buy the mix and make them at home. It's true. I have a friend with celiac who made uh, gluten-free cheddar bay biscuits. They were perfect. 
Right. Recipe. Uh, working. Uh, no, honestly, I, I'm working on it. <laughs> Aquarius. It used to be people could pick up AM radio on their dental braces. That's never happened to you, Aquarius. And do you know why? That's right. Because you've got perfect teeth. Perfect number, perfect shape, perfect color. Even your dentist has told us that you have the whitest teeth they've ever, ever come across. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, fellow fish. <clears throat> what? What did I say? Uh, no, no, nothing. Mm. Anyways, uh, Pisces. Uh, two words for you this week. Road trip! You don't need to get out of your car more often than to fill the gas tank if you go that far. But there's nothing wrong with just going for a drive. Remember what that used to be like? You know, go for it and enjoy the open roads for a while. So those are your horrible scopes for this week. We hope that you uh, enjoyed them. And uh, if you did, great. If you didn't, you can bribe us to do something nicer for you next time. You got what you paid for as it is, so, you know, screw you. Anyway, uh, item last. Uh, I did go up looking information. I have no new news on Rafe Badawi's condition. So with nothing new, we can only assume that nothing's changed. As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, three months, 25 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes, our hopes, our thoughts, are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So with that all out of the way, like I said, I got duped. I don't like getting duped. I don't like it when it happens, and Lord knows I don't think any of the rest of us like it either. So, you know, now's uh, now's about as good a time as any to kind of be really super attentive as to what's going on not necessarily with the news, although we can pretty well guess who's got a better chance of being more accurate than others, but we need to be really, really more attentive to our social circles and our social media and being real, making sure that we're not getting pulled in to something that's just wrong. You know, shows like uh, the uh, Bill Pacman show, for instance. That that's that that'd be really nice. Dave, Dave Bill, David Pacman. It's yeah. always Dave's fault. Screw you, Dave. No, David Pacman's he's legit. He's I, I was so I was fun. I was thinking I was thinking of Dave Fodum because it's always Dave. Fodum. Oh yeah, well yeah, Dave's got a reputation to uphold. Yeah, that's true. Hey, <laughs> Dave, fucking Foda. Thanks. It's good to know you, man. What, what's that reputation we have still pulled? He's a pain in the ass is basically what it comes down to. But he's, okay. but he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He likes to stir the shit from time to time, though. But he's a good guy. I invite him on sometime. Oh, we've had him on a couple. We've had him on twice now, I think, haven't we? Uh, at yeah. least. At Way least back. Yeah, with Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave's good people. When all is said and done, Dave's good people. Yeah, he is. Anyway, so I guess I'll go ahead and, you know, uh, like I said, you know, I'll admit it. I got I got duped in on one because I did not uh, 
um, I did not do my due diligence. And the reason why I wanted to like, bring this up, because I, I, I don't usually like to make these things about me personally, but this is one of those situations where I think it's worthwhile to kind of talk through these things because one of the biggest problems with these these items that are going to go ahead and, you know, that are going to catch us is that they're just believable enough on their own. You know, the, the times where you could look at stuff that's coming from the onion and go, uh, guys, um, a little too close to rea- Oh, you wrote this article four years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's, that's one thing. When you've got something, like I said, a picture that is otherwise just believable enough with somebody whose behavior would be just believable enough and you put them together, you know, I don't want to be forwarding shit that's wrong. So. Uh, We're not going to blame you here for this one, though, because... There's so much stuff that is actually accurate and true that you would think that it came from the onion, but it didn't. Yeah, that's why this one pissed me off. But don't, I I mean, don't feel bad for falling for it, though, because a lot of this stuff is just so unbelievable. And then you find out that a lot of it is true. It's understandable she got duped. I mean... I, I still don't know what we're talking about, though. Well, the the idea that no, but what what were you duped by? Oh, okay. Even um, for the viewers, that's essential. To know. Okay, uh, my apologies because I I don't even remember if I uh, if if I put the uh, the the article in the show notes. I think I think that I did. I don't remember off the top of my head. Anyway. I didn't see it in the show notes. I just saw that um, you had indicated that you saw something posted and um, you got duped your own words, got duped by a social media post claiming Trump was on. Okay. So you did put it in there. Trump was on oxygen on the way to the Marine one, but why? Yeah. But you didn't indicate where, where the post had come from, what, what, what platform, whether it was a video, whether it was a link to an article or anything like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to make sure that I've got the, the link in there. Uh, Oh, cause I'm going to have to hunt it down, but gotcha. the, the, the photo of him pointed out, um, it was a, uh, a three quarter from the back shot of, of, uh, Trump walking with uh, a mask on his face, surprise, uh, on his way over to Marine one, because he was going to get, uh, flown over to the medical center, which, um, Wow, you know, um, nice medevac if you can get it. But, you know, anyway, but the the photo centered in on the like I said, it was three quarter rear right side. Um, there was a section of his face that was blown up that looked like there was a uh, Bridget. What's the, what's what's the term for that? Uh, the nasal tube for uh, the nasal cannula. Okay, I can't pronounce it, so screw it close enough um and what looked to be a bulge in his suit pocket that would have conformed to a 
basically the uh, the equivalent of like an oversized can of soft drink that could have been uh, a container for air, a small, a very small personal one by comparison. And just for reference, I put the Snopes article in our uh, chat for our Discord here so that you can put it in the show notes. But it shows the pictures that you're referencing. And looking at them just first-handedly, I see where the misconception of it being a potential nasal intubation, oxygen, possible mask, whatever, underneath the mask kind of things going on from. Yeah. And that's, that's but I also happen to know what goes on at security events and looking at his ear at a second glance, I'm going, that's not oxygen. <laughs> yeah. See, and this is the reason why I, I was saying that, you know, it's just believable enough. Correct. And, and you're right. For somebody who doesn't have certain kinds of experiences in life, uh, having come across people who work in the security industry or people who have worked at events where communication needs to be kept low key, or even just somebody who's trying to hide their earbuds from their teacher. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is certain misconceptions that can easily be drawn by these photographs. Uh, especially since they're not very clear. Yeah, this for those of you that don't know um, or, or haven't played with really good uh, camera equipment, they cost a pretty penny. <laughs> if, it costs an arm and a leg. Yeah, and that's just for the telephoto lens. I know I used to do used to be involved in photography. Yeah, those of you that have played with uh, Canon cameras know for well the body is black. The lens is black, but the money that goes into it turns it from black to gray with a red stripe. If you got a lot of money, you can afford the gray lens with a red stripe on it. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> I know my stuff. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a roommate that uh, was into photography. Uh, he, he was more of a Nikon person than a Canon person, though. Um, but I remember the amount of money that he put out Oh yeah, for, for his equipment. And he was not, um, I, I mean the, the guy, the guy knew his stuff. This is the only guy I knew. This is the only guy I ever knew who could take a picture, like a non-professional who could take a picture of the Northern lights and do it so well that when it came out, like when it was a printed photo, it looked perfect. I've met people like that, and I've seen the gobs of money that they've invested in equipment. And it's really easy to tell who's just buying expensive equipment and who has the eye for using any equipment, yeah. no matter how bad, cheap, or great it is. Oh, yeah. But when, you, but when you find somebody like what you're talking about, like the gentleman you're talking about, where they have both the eye and the equipment, there's a reason why I subscribe to this picture section of Reddit. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. I told the guy that, um, like he was always, you know, he was griping about money, but I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> no. And I, and I told him, I said, yeah. you know, you've got the skills, you've got enough of a network. I'm pretty sure that you could get out there and start doing 
semi-pro to pro photography. Like, you know, you could do weddings, you could do events, uh, you could go freelance. And he just, he kind of waffled on it because it wasn't, you know. Now tell him if he wants to get into an industry where he's guaranteed a certain level of paycheck on a regular basis to get into industrial photography, where you're photographing businesses and buildings, you're doing stuff for journals and, and magazines, you're doing things for investigations for insurance yeah. companies. Oh yeah. There is big money in that industry. Yeah, no, I, 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 I suggested all of that to him and uh, he just, he didn't want to do it. He, he kind of no. had his way of wanting to do things. And you know what? I don't know if we're getting, I don't know if we're getting off topic or not. Yeah, we kind of are. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the but, point is, is that these pictures are not, they, they may have been taken by somebody who was a professional. I don't know the sources of the picture, but they're less than stellar. Well, and, and actually it's not really that off topic because when you think about it, you looked at the picture, you saw the caption and you kind of, it, it was accepted. Yeah. Yeah. The point, uh, the point of, uh, kind of allowing this to kind of go down that, uh, that much at this point. And, uh, by the way, uh, Jack, uh, joining us. Thank you, man. Good, good morning. You take care of yourself over there. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of things about photography that, uh, how can I best put the meta of taking photographs? can really influence whether or not something is more or less believable. A more grainy photo, you kind of start to get a little, you know, maybe, maybe not. But the location taken at the White House, presumably from where they are, by a news staff photographer, on the lawn, you know, one would expect at this location with this particular situation, the picture that we're dealing with would be legit and the analysis consequently would be legit. So again, it's just believable enough because of all the different pieces that kind of go into this. Um, and, uh, Bridget helped me on this one because it was, uh, who said it over here? Felis had said, uh, a soda can would, uh, and you know, soda can sized O2 container uh, would not have enough volume of ox to last more than a few minutes, even in liquid form. First off, if he's carrying around uh, some locks in his uh, in in his jacket pocket, uh, anybody got a Zippo is all I'm going to say on that one. Uh, two, um, Bridget, would it there was, even it be such a, a such a sized container and? Would you really need anything more than a couple of couple of minutes worth to get across the lawn to I mean, even for him it is shambling speed to Marine One. Yeah, I mean I don't know what size you can get oxygen canisters in, but what they were, you know, saying is that he was, you know, on a you know, a, a low Dosage of oxygen anyway. Well, I don't know if dosage is the right word. The low pressure of oxygen anyway. Yeah, I, got you. Uh, I can I can actually answer that one. I've got a little bit of experience with this. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Have, no, having been hooked up to O2 more times than I care to count, which is too many. Well, more than well, more yeah, than uh, zero. Yeah, more more than zero. Um, it's it's doled out by liters of oxygen. Okay, yes, it's I, I'm going metric here. 
I'm in Canada. Screw off, eh? No, that's the way it's um, normally done. I I would think. No. Yeah, but like when, when I when I had a high dose, uh, I think it was like six liters an hour. So the the there's a pressure gauge on the tank, and it was a tank. It, it was a canister mm-hmm. uh, about well, I want to say two and a half feet long, maybe about 10 centimeters diameter, maybe a bit more, uh, painted olive green, I might add. Um, but yeah, the gauge on that, you would, it, it could be cranked up to, I think as high as six or as low as two or uh, sorry, as low as one. So, to, so that's how it is. Like if you're doled out so much, like when I was on, excuse me, when they were weaning me off of it, I was down to, down to two, uh, two liters. Uh, I think, it, I think it's per hour. Is is that right, Bridge? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you can go as high as like fifty or sixty. I mean, it just yeah it depends I've been on, on one what of you need. You know? Yeah, I've been on one of those too. And when you're getting into the fifty or sixty, you're not that. That's no longer you're not mobile anymore. You're actually hooked up to a, a stationary machine, right? And you are bedridden. I mm-hmm. was for a week yeah, on I have that been kind of machine. Yep. It was not fun. Nope. Those kinds of tanks yeah. are like uh, the same kind of ones you'd have like for an acetylene torch, you know? And it wouldn't no, surprise no, no. me if they had something small enough, you know, for someone who just needed it, you know, not continuously, but sporadically. I mean, I don't know. I would have to go Google that stuff and look and see what kind of equipment's available nowadays. Yeah. Uh, as an but, aside, by the you way. Know, but, I mean, for like a 10-minute ride to somewhere, if you just needed... You know, <laughs> just needs to get them to the helicopter. They could have yeah. another one on the helicopter. I mean, it Which, would not be, you know, it would not be implausible, I guess is what I'm saying, that they would have some kind of a little oxygen concentrator or something like that that, you know, you could, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, TP, by the way, has joined us also. Good morning. Uh, and, and was saying that uh, uh, spare air scuba tank for diver, mini diving tank you know are are available and you know five ten minutes for you know compressed air which admittedly those are compressed air not necessarily oxygen oxygen but be that as it may i mean i'm I'm splitting hairs at that point so i mean yeah the jedi thing sure yeah i mean that's that's doable i know i I know small cans of compressed air to breathe are available for sale you can buy them yeah and when uh when fujin and i went to uh went to uh japan when oh my god okay you're gonna love this you remember the scene from Spaceballs where President Scrooge has got the can of air and he Mm -hmm. pops it open carry air okay Mm -hmm. When when we went to Japan and we went with the family to uh, Fujiyama, you can take a bus to the level five station, which is basically where they've got all, you know, all the kitschy stuff. And from there, you can walk up however high you want to go. We went to the uh, sixth level platform where there's, you know, there's a there's a spot where you can you know get pictures, uh, have food. They have cans fat cans of air so that if you're having a problem breathing because you know how how high you've gotten or whatever and it's got like a a covering for your face and you just 
spray a little bit of compressed air, compressed oxygen, you know, on your face to help you breathe for a little bit. So, you know, the idea that, again, the idea that this is plausible is the thing that kills me. Yeah. I, I think what you'd have to look at, though, um, just uh, uh, while we've been talking here, I've just been looking around trying to find, you know, are there are there portable units out there? And I've seen some, but they're still bulky enough, even the smallest ones, they're still bulky enough that they would be, they would be prominent. It's not something you'd be wearing on your back. This is something that, okay, honestly, with him, what he could have done, I mean, if this was something he was using, if like, if any of this was actually true, he could be wearing like a harness under his jacket, like a holster to put this small, like I said, this thing is small enough. Uh, let me get a, let me get a size for you. Uh, the smallest one I found is, uh, not really that small either. Um, it's almost, uh, 11 and three quarter inches by three inches. So that's just about 30 centimeters tall and about, about five centimeters in diameter or something like that. Okay. But I mean so, that that's still pretty significant. I mean that's the, that that's a ruler. Yeah. In case you're wondering. Yeah. So okay, so to have something like that, you know, maybe strapped to his side underneath his coat or even at his back because Yeah, but it would produce a bigger bulge. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying is that the the, the bulge you see there, a, a tank like this would have been much more prominent and it would have been completely impractical. Yeah. Um especially if if he was allegedly trying to conceal something. Um, yeah. And now, see, okay. So, so you've got your plausibility, but you know, now I'm going to start, I'm probably going to start getting things like, Oh, you know, maybe it was a super ultra thin, like, okay. If it was a super ultra thin CIA grade thing, get me a picture. No, no, no. I, I'm serious. No, you're, 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 you're right. You, you know, if somebody wants right. to, if somebody wants to toss uh, a mental double flip, triple axle off the vaulting horse at me on this. Um, if you can find a picture of it, great. I'll take it under consideration. This is, this is where the, 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 the thing that drives me nuts, uh, comes not so much that I got duped. I mean, I, I, I've came to terms on that. It, it's going to happen. It has happened. It will happen. The best I can do is, you know, catch it before I've done more harm than good. But then we've got the people who won't even try to do the due diligence, or even if they're shown that everything that they're talking about is absolutely wrong and they're just buying into, forgive me, the conspiracy theories. And they won't even, they won't even acknowledge that there's, you know, an actual reality that can be shown and demonstrated and tested. And I mean, there is shit happening that that there is real harm that ends up happening. Yeah. The yeah. the one that that the one that you forgive me, the one that kills me the most is the whole what I don't I don't remember if it was QAnon or whatever that that put this one out there. The whole cheese pizza is oh, just God. a code word for child porn. So, let me go ahead and get my semi-automatic Vietnam era rifle come into this 
shop that has kids tied up in the basement in New York City and shoot up this pizza establishment. What do you mean they don't have a basement in any of the buildings in at least an eight square block radius of here? Oh. There was a YouTuber years ago. I used to follow him. Um, he was part of a show once called the skeptic fence show. Uh, he was, he was again, not wasn't a product of, uh, of atheist on air, but he still did the, uh, he still did the thing. Like he still, you know, he was skeptical against religion and all that stuff, but he ended up, uh, he had his own YouTube identity. It was called live life. Eight zero seven two. His name was Joe. He even said, hi, my name's Joe. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not doxing anybody here. One of the things he was good, was really good at <laughs> was you take this, you take a viral video of a tragedy. Uh, you know, somebody getting shot by police or somebody getting shot by somebody else. And it's, it's that, you know, it's that three minute clip that ignites a city as rioters are burning it to the ground. Or, and I'm talking years ago here, but you know what I'm talking about? You get the video and people lose their mind. Somehow Joe gets a hold of the full video where not only do you have the three minute viral clip, you have the six minutes before that puts it all into context. And suddenly the whole reason that this city block or this place burned to the ground, you're an idiot. You didn't look at all of it. This was something that Joe was good at finding. He, he had videos all over the place of, yeah, here's the clip that set off the nuke, but here's everything that led up to it. So how do the people who set off the nuke feel about it now? Well, of course, they triple down because, you know, God, God forbid they, uh, they lose face, you know, for going off half cocked or believing everything without thinking. And th- this is why, like, even back when I was doing WTF news, you know, I had a couple where I looked at it and I'm like, okay, this is freaking hilarious. And somebody says, yeah, Snopes debunked that one already. And all I could say was, well, it would have been funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, but th- this is the thing, like, guys like him and other people have tried in the past to get the rest of the story out there. The sad thing is by the time they do, it's too late. Yeah. The damage has already been done. Yeah. What's, what's the expression? And I don't ever remember who it was. A lie makes it around the world before the uh, truth even gets out of bed or it ties on its sneakers or whatever. I think it was Churchill. Before it has time to tie his shoelace. There you go. Yeah, uh, Jack, that's actually the bottle I was looking at. Or that was very close to the bottle I was looking at. Cool. Uh, he, he sent me a picture in Discord about, uh, apparently, yeah, this is portable oxygen, cha- portable oxygen tank with a regulator about the size of your standard water bottle. That's so, doable. Yeah, okay. Again, um, but, you know, why would you put it on your back? You know, I'm pretty sure 
the the hospital there could probably afford a little bit of extra oxygen tubing. Lord knows they had like seventy five hundred miles of the stuff at the hospital I stayed in. You know, I went through most of it. You know, there's there's kind of a a, a common theme that kind of ties a couple of these pieces together. The expression is, and forgive me for using the expression because it's about the only one that makes sense. It's all about the optics, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. these guys that you're talking about, uh, Dallin, who go go looking for, quote unquote, the rest of the story, which uh, that's a that's a series I really sorely miss anyway. But you kind of have to be a little bit of a pro to get at that. You have to know how to dig for it and consequently where to end up digging for it because that's kind of the way that it works. And the problem is, you know, the the, the public perceptions have basically taken the lead from, well, the way that the news media has gone for the last, let's call it 50 years, it's well, fair enough to say it. That that if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get them eyeballs right away, what the hell was the point? Yeah. And thank you so very much, Ted Turner, for going ahead and screwing us over that way. Appreciate that. Uh, what was there was a movie years ago? I think I, I can't remember if it was Robert De Niro or Dustin Hoffman. But at the, at the very end of the sh- at the end of the show, uh, I think he was a reporter, or whatever. He was involved in an accident, and he was he was trying to you know clean his face off, whatever. He had a bunch of blood on it, and the person who was going to be doing an interview with him just said, "No, no, no, leave it there. Just 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 leave it there. Let let, let it bleed a little bit before he went on camera." I, I wish I could remember the name of the movie, but wow, it. it Life seems to be imitating art these days. And and the real scary thing about it is that, and again, this is part of my thing, because again, unemployed, don't have much to do during the day after, you know, you spend an hour doing job ads. What do you do with the rest of your day? You've got media, news media, pop culture media, whatever. They, they go out and they say something. And these days, getting the rest of the story or getting getting something that completely debunks what they say is, you know, dog simple for people. They can easily go out and, you know, either challenge the narrative or outright debunk it. And then these media personalities lose their shit because how, how dare you an armchair Cheeto smacking, snacking reprobate, Dare to tell me, a journalist, how to do my job. But the thing is, no, no, no. For a lot of people, it is a blow to their ego. No, I, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just thinking. Grand pause for a second. Amongst the various Twitter accounts that I get on at least mm-hmm. one of my accounts. Yes, I've got two minutes to keep track of sometimes. Believe it or not, every once in a while, I wonder to myself, what would happen 
if I were to invite Dan Rather to be on with us. I would love it. I wish. I know. I wish too. I've I've asked uh, a couple of different uh, folks to, you know, I've, I've made the invite. That's not happened. I, you know, I think I want to see if I can try. Somebody who has been in the the professional news services for so long, who I think we can collectively say is somebody who's got integrity? Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it. We don't exactly have a uh, oh god, what the hell was his name uh, from from the uh, the sixties uh, and um, the big glasses, uh, and that's the way it was. Cronkite, what, uh, Walter that? Cronkite, Walter, and that's the way it is. Yes, that's Walter Cronkite. Yeah, okay. You know, he was he was an honorable man in his profession. He did it well. He was respected by freaking everybody. And, well, he's dead. So he's going to be a little harder to get. Yeah, so is Peter Jennings. But, yeah, you know, I mean... <clears throat> These guys were skeptics. They, they, they were. And they had the integrity to know what the job was supposed to be. But integrity takes skepticism. If you don't have skepticism, yeah, they they were they were critical thinkers. Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 not saying you're wrong at all. It's a matter of that. To I think for them, being a news reporter wasn't just read what's on the teleprompter. It wasn't just deliver the the facts imp, imp, impact impartially. God, I can't talk at this point. I should have got myself yeah. a drink. But Actually, it was, um, it's a responsibility to the public and to the progeny that follows that they that they know full well that they are the documentarians of history in the moment. It's also a responsibility to themselves because they're basically, you know, um, they're putting their ass on the line. They have to judge the quality of what the report before putting yeah. it out to people, and they know that they're going to be held accountable for it. True. And actually, actually, TP just uh, just reminded me of something, and I think I've looked this one up before. The FCC Fairness Doctrine. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Throw the link here. Um, so, yeah, I grabbed this from Wikipedia. Look, slag me, guys, if you want for looking at Wikipedia, but, you know, no. screw, no, I mean, screw off. I don't have enough caffeine or, and I'm not high enough to really go deep. Anyways, uh, the Fairness Doctrine of the United States FCC was introduced in 1949, and it was a policy that, inqu- that required the holders of broadcast licenses to both present yeah, to both present controversial issues of public importance and to do so in a manner that was, in the FCC's views, honest, equitable, and balanced. Sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, up until the point. The FCC eliminated the policy in 1987 and removed the rule that implemented the policy from the Federal Register in August 2011. So, 
you think about guys like, and again, I, I, this is not a dig at Dan Rather's age, but I, I get the feeling that 1949, you know, po- post-1949 was kind of in his wheelhouse for when he was doing his thing. I mean, he was embedded in Vietnam, wasn't he? I, like he, he, I think he was about as front line as you can get. I think there was even a movie about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how he started his career, actually. Yeah, yeah. but anyways... So I think a, a guy like him would probably have, he would have been in the business during the Fairness Doctrine and after the Fairness Doctrine. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to talk to a, to a news personality who's seen both sides of that, of the climate since then. And just to kind of get their views on how much has changed and more importantly, is this something that maybe should be reinstated? Yeah, this piece that um, TP had put over in here and, you know, thank you. Beautiful. Exactly right. And and it's part of the reason why I, I, I curse. Oh, Jesus. What the hell was his name again? Um Crap! It's 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 out of my head. It, this has been a really really long thirty six hours for me. Forty eight uh, hours. Um, uh, the guy that uh, the guy that started uh, CNN, um, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Thank you. Uh, Actually, um, uh, I sorry. I was, I was going to say I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to throw a tinfoil hat on here at all. But CNN was founded in nineteen eighty. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, hold that thought, though, one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what TP had said was, um, news was news and not considered entertainment. Mm-hmm. When CNN came on the scene boasting a 24-hour news cycle, then it became entertainment because it was not a public service, it was for the commercial sales on the air for them. Yeah. Yep. Which makes me wonder if because it would probably sound like it would probably sound good, you know, okay, 24 hour news. Great. That that means that now if the kids want to go watch whatever on primetime TV, you know, dad doesn't have to take over the TV at six o'clock to watch the news, he can pick it up later or he can pick it up in the morning and, you know, everything will be there, which probably sounded good. But the thing is with news, news broadcasts don't bring in ratings, classically speaking, you know, the national, the news at six, the news at 10 or 11, you know, depending on where you were. You know, that, that was, like you said, it was a public service of the network to tell you what's going on in your neighborhood or in your capital city, depending on, you know, where your TV is. Um, I just have to wonder if there was some pressure on the part of groups like CNN and other ones that came up afterwards to have that fairness doctrine removed because then they could bring on, you know, the, they could get, you know, their, their Bill O'Reilly's or their Tucker Carlson's or their Don Lemon's 
Uh, of course, he's a little bit later, but you know what I'm saying? You get these personalities that are just complete fire and brimstone media jackasses to spew their vitriol to get the ratings. You know, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Hannity and Combs. This is what I remember from Fox News. Of course, Sean Hannity, we all know he is the he is the right wing icon of whatever, at least he was. And the guy he was on with Sean Combs was basically the, the most the single most cuckolded liberal on the face of the planet. He he had there was no way that he could argue with Hannity. That was the idea. They were supposed to be back and forth an equal exchange. But Combs was just he was complete he was dishwater depressing in terms of uh, his effort. And they, they did that for a reason. Yep. Because Fox news had that right wing bend and they wanted to push it. To kind of go along with that, by the way, um, I haven't seen it come up on my news feeds, by the way, guys, uh, hasn't rush Limbaugh died from cancer yet. No, Damn, no, he, he got a medal from Trump. Yeah. He's still yeah, out there a, on the radio. A, yeah. Thing. And I, I was going to bring on- up this Trump uh, thing that he had on Friday <laughs> with Fresh Limbaugh. I think it even stunned Rush how unhinged Trump was on it. But I'm going to read you a quote from the show. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I have. Can you tell me if this is true or not? Have you? I, I have not. As a matter of fact, I I only just I, – I heard that he was on – they he had a cry on? fest together, and I really, honestly, could not remember whether or not Rush um, Limbaugh was dead yet or not. So, and here is a direct quote, and there is audio on this of where our beloved POTUS dropped an f bomb on air, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he he was talking about Iran, you know. Uh, which he seems to be fixated on Iran again and the nuclear deal and all this other stuff. But here's the direct quote from Trump. If you fuck around with us, if you do anything bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never, never been done before. Well, that, that does sound about his level of hyperbole in terms of, you know, if you, if you mess with us, we're going to do things that we've, that you've never, ever, ever experienced. Yeah, before. but Believe I think that's the first time I've ever heard Trump actually drop the F bomb. And it's like supposed to be an FCC violation to do this, but it was live. And yes, he did. And there's audio of it. Yeah. There was an interview of Trump, uh, Way back in the 1980s, an interview done by Playboy, where um, the yeah the, uh, the the journalist in question uh, spent an afternoon with, and well, yeah, it's, apparently his speeches even back then was pretty prolific. With well, uh, that's the thing is that that's and the thing is that is part of Trump's appeal to to his base. Is that he is no nonsense. He is anti-establishment. He He's is a tool. Yeah, but yeah, how would his he, but yeah, how would his evangelical base react to him using the word fuck on air? Simple. Oh, that's simple. They would dismiss it. Yes. Yeah, they, and, yeah, they, they would just be like, You are forgiven, brother. You know? Because, because, the, thing, the thing about Christian fundamentalists that I've interacted with is that 
they are willing to forgive and forget those that they hold in praise. And for those that they don't hold in praise, they're willing to condemn them to eternity of fire and hell and brimstone because, damn it, they deserved it. But, it's well, tribalism. But, it's, but it's tribalism, and it's just like, it's just, they're most worried about their own asses. They said, okay, they're their beloved uh, leader, teacher, decider, provider told them that, uh, well, if you follow this person, then you're going to get rewards. Yep. And it just basically comes down to that. No, that's exactly right. Exactly what I was going to say. They will, they will go ahead and they will forgive and forget anything and everything so long as they ultimately get more than what they had, even if it's just an incremental step. So long like as they carrot. can gobble one more thing. Permanent carrot stick. And I mean, there's absolutely no volume. Uh, there's no value judgment going on at all. There's no... Uh, it's really scary for me. I mean, just... Um, no, you're, you're, you're quite right. And, and TP is even saying, they still think the porn star he paid off thing that never happened. Yeah. It just It's just like... You know, leader says, don't think about it. Nobody's talking about it, so I'm not going to talk about it either. We're going to talk about yeah. the same things everybody else is talking about. Or These you find... So perfectly manipulable, and mm -hmm. that's exactly how their leaders want. Isn't that disgusting? For that people like would, us. For somebody who would consciously manipulate. Um, yeah, it is. Because it's it's two pieces. It's the it, it is absolutely unconscionable to people like us to be in the position of being the head of a cult, the authority figure, the the top head honcho, the one that everybody else is going to have their knives ready to go into the back of them, but they would never do that because Caesar dressing is actually really good. That's all of it. Um, um, it's not March yet. I'm going to leave that aside. But, <laughs> but the people, the absolute ideologues who don't care anything for rules, who don't care anything about fair play, the only thing they care about is the they only don't even they don't even know they can't even consider they don't or won't or can't or whatever you want i can't read minds but they're not even considering the concept of fair trade it's not even a concept to them and the worst even than that is it's all of the above some of them can't conceive of it some of them dismiss it some of them look at it and go doesn't matter because it's not me. So why should I care? That's not compute. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. I mean, for people like us, who I will admit, I had three count them one two three three semesters of music intensive college under my belt, and that's it. I am effectively, well, uh, not effectively. I am a college dropout. I'm 51 years old. Good Lord. What the hell happened to me? And I would like to think that I am still, even with my broken brain, somebody who has got, you know, at least some mental facilities to, you know, suss out 
it, it, does something make sense? But I'd like to stop you there because if, even before, it's not a question of intelligence, and I've probably said this before, but it's a question of responsibility before anything. Yep. It doesn't matter how well you do it, just the fact that you're trying to do it. That's more important. Yeah. I, 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 I was inspired by the space race. I was born in time. I've said this too many damn times. I was born in time to watch the moon landing. I don't remember it because, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was uh, April, May, June, July, four months old, four and a half. Was it 60, 68? 69. Whoa, 69. Okay. Mid-July 1969. Like I said, I don't really remember it very well. But I was inspired to want to learn. Star Trek was the thing. I grew up on that. I wanted I wanted that. Admittedly, you know, we're looking at fantasy, sci-fi fantasy. A, a, a future world where everything has been the hard part has been done. What does that have to do with responsibility of um... because being inspired for things like Star Trek, where the hard parts have been done to get us to the point where we don't have want for food, for shelter. We have people who work because they want to work and better themselves and to better others. We're, because that was set in the future and the hard part had already been done, we're living in the hard parts now, and we have a goal to aim for, where we can have people fed and sheltered and don't have to work except for because they want to towards something that helps them to better themselves and to better others and society as a whole. Well, if you're talking about the imagination aspect of uh, future technology and all that, there's the opposite side of the coin, which is uh, Wally, which seems to be how things are going. Yeah. There is that. I, I, I see where you're coming from with that. It is really a double-edged sword for looking at it that way. That's damn but true. Basically, I just you know, I, I I don't have kids of my own and all that, but um, I was say anything to my kids or teach them anything. It just uh, from I, a I'd very actually... young, I, from a very young age, I tell them you can you can decide for yourselves. You know the the litany these days, even in education, is uh, you're just you know, you're a doofus. You have to you have to learn this and this and this to get X reward and all that. Nothing to do. With, you know why do you learn calculus? You don't learn calculus just to get a good paycheck. You learn calculus because it's actually it's a pretty fucking good tool. And you know. If you can apply it, if the teacher applies it, uh, uh, demonstrates it in an applied way, maybe the student can understand. But this never happened. Like, when I was, I didn't get it until after school was over. You know the 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 point of all this stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like the. Oh, I'm sorry. Just to, to, it's 
it's kind of in the way education today and in, in a bit in the same vein as the Bible. Because the Bible, you know, doesn't tell you why you shouldn't kill your neighbor. It just says, don't do it or bad things will happen to you. And Lisa's out gathering sticks on a Sunday. Yeah. Or mixing. No, nope, that'd be Saturday. Saturday. So, you know what? Saturday's a Sabbath, damn it. Saturday yep. Sunday. It doesn't matter. I, I, was, I, was, I was brought up Catholic. It was Sunday. Whatever. Italians, what are you going to do? Uh, the, the biggest problem of the whole damn thing is that there are people who are not inspired to th- that they've been ground down for whatever reason or never had that spark lit in them to want to learn. And somehow I think that groups like ours, you know, we, we were given that I, I, like I said, I know for all that I was because, you know, I saw, I saw how things could be. JFK was trying to inspire people in the 60s and trying to explain to them, don't look to yourself. What could you do to make things better for everyone? And quietly, that can be in a way that helps you figure out what it is that you want to do, that will fulfill you, that will help you go along. We've got a still living 95. How, how how the hell old is he now? Ninety? What is he? Ninety two? Carter? Yeah. Uh, hold on. He is he is ninety plus years old. He had one term that they harangued the shit out of him for, and for I don't know thirty plus years. He's ninety six. He's ninety. He he just had a birthday, October first. Holy mother of! Okay, happy 90? belated, uh, Carter. Yeah, seriously. And and he lost. He lost because he played by the rules. Because he was a nice guy, and he he got he got lambasted because nobody wanted to follow up with him because he was trying to rock the. He was trying to do such ungodly things as make the White House energy self-sufficient with solar panels. He was trying to get the metric system to have happen here in the U.S. But, you know, when, when all is said and done, he, when he left public office, he has been continuing since 19, it was 1980? Yes, 1980, when he lost re-election. He has been working with Habitat for Humanity for the last 30, oh my God, almost 40 years at this rate. 96 years old, and he still goes out there and he swings a claw-peen hammer with the kids who are building up houses for people who need them. Because he's a good guy. He inspires. There are kids that go out there, uh, kids, you know, teenagers, 20s, 
who get inspired by this frail old man who, yeah, I was president. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nice while it lasted. You know, and, and what's, what's the next board I have to put up? You know, and, and, and he just, he just goes out there and does his thing. And even he said for his faith, that's what he needs to do. He needs to make things better for others. And he's the one out there inspiring these kids to go and do their thing to reduce world suck, as they say over at uh, over the Vlog Brothers. Maybe that's kind of the thing that hurts, that we don't have that. We don't have that national spark of let's go out there and keep doing. Let's keep going out there and pushing the frontiers and looking over the next, over the next hill. For whatever reason, it's been like, you know, let's just coast because, you know, we're great and we know it anyway. So, you know, what the hell? Actually, I think for a lot of people these days, it's more a question of, yeah, I'd like to, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, working this dead end job because there's nothing, there's no, you know, good blue collar work in the U.S. anymore because it was all outsourced. I can't think of all of that because the only thing that's on my mind is, am I going to be able to pay the bills that will keep me, that will keep this roof over my head? Am I going to, am I going to be able to feed my kids this week? Am I going to be able to, you know, pay for my medication if, if, if you're on medication? I, I think that's where a lot of it is going these days is that people are just too, the way everything is, people are, they're, they're too scared. They're, they're too worried about their own survival right now to even think of being, if not so much altruistic, but just being inspired to go do great things. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's hard it's to do. It's hard to do great things when you're wondering, is the next phone call going to be, or the next knock on my door going to be from, the landlord or the bank or whatever to say that, uh, congratulations, you're homeless. And at the same time, we've seen people time and time and time again, especially really at the start of the pandemic when, when, uh, various places, Italy, Europe, other parts of the world, uh, and the U S really hunker bunkered in. And what happened? People were making phone calls, checking up, calling, uh, getting calls from random strangers and just talking to them because somebody needed somebody to talk to. Um, you know, going out on their balconies, singing a song for everybody to hear because, you know, why not? Uh, fitness instructors going onto the rooftop of an apartment complex, giving themselves a, basically a portable PA system and showing everybody how to work out in their apartment so that they could try to exercise and stay in shape even though they couldn't go to the gym or to the local yoga studio or stuff like that. The People getting together and making impromptu bands, one person with a trumpet, another person with a guitar, one person with a sax on different balconies, just playing music throughout city environments. Yeah. And even in around my area here, where people actually have some distance and, you know, you can't necessarily see your neighbor from your porch. Uh, I can, but some people can't. 
because of the trees. People would still go around, you know, go to the end of the road and go, hey, you okay? You need anything? You good? Yeah, all right. People I, you know, never seen walk by, how you doing? You okay? You need anything? You good? And just talking to other people can be a huge improvement. When I see that, I'm reminded of an interview done of uh, Frank uh, Abagnale, the guy who was the movie was uh, based upon uh, with Tom Hanks and all that. But uh, the real interview that the guy went uh, of the real gentleman who went through uh, the movie was based on uh, movie being exaggerated aside. One of the things that the guy was talking about was scam artists. And he was saying that the reason why scammers work with so many of these different kinds of scans that target grandparents and family members and things like that is because people generally overall are good at heart. And that brought him some comfort and it brought me comfort because to know that generally most people are generally decent people, especially when given the opportunity to be decent people. That means overall we have a decent society, but there are those who take advantage of, there are those who put other force, other people to be in situations where decency doesn't, um, assist them. It doesn't help them. It, uh, may even hurt them. So now they're forced to be, uh, more miserly or, or, um, or even more, um, introverted in some ways. And an example of the surrounding area influencing us can be seen from all the way down from children to the elderly. And a case in point, when we had brought up children, I wanted to bring up my own because, um, mine's currently, uh, with his mother in an area where there's even fewer and fewer and fewer people uh, than most places that you live. And they've had one case, one person with COVID out of all these months. So for him, he doesn't see what's happening in New York as something that is affecting him. Um, He sees kids at school with their masks not fully covering their nose and teachers telling them to put it back up, but the kid's not doing it. And nobody got sick, you know? So, you know, it, it's not there, you know, they're fine. They're not getting it. Besides the teachers can't enforce them to do it. So what are you going to do anyway? Who cares? You know? And the kids joke, you know, if they sneeze, Oh, you got Rona, you know, and, and that, that I hear that from video gamers online. Cause I'm an avid video gamer. I was like, eh, it's not the right time to joke about that. Wait till it's passed. Wait till the 200,000 plus dead Americans plus however many are dead all across the world have had a chance to, you know, really being mourned and a vaccine. And we've, we've actually done something about this pandemic. Go, go joke about something else, you know, make, go make fun of a neo-Nazi or something. Um, yeah, but there's so I mean that's 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 <laughs> yeah. so too easy. Yeah. But the thing is is that they're also kids, you know, they're teenagers. Uh like we talked in another show. Their their mental faculties, their emotional center of their brains developed most for the most part, but the part that deals with the rational side of things, logic and reasoning, that doesn't stop 
really developing and finalize or you know, reach its end goal until the mid twenties. And I think Joseph actually had said 25. Uh, he's much smarter about brain maturity than I am. And, um, you yeah. know, it, it, it's one of those yeah. things that sure. Okay. Finally, they'll eventually get to a point where they can look back at the information and go, Oh, wow. I was kind of full of uh, piss and vinegar back then, but that's like, you know, 10 to 15 years from now, depending on the age of the kids and they have to survive the pandemic now to get there. When I was trying to point out to him that, you know, look, kids, your age are getting this and they can die from it. Oh, that they only have to have a pre-existing condition. Real people aren't getting sick and dying. And then I pointed out to him, this like somebody I worked with who was in peak physical condition with no pre-existing conditions got COVID and died from it. You go ahead and tell me that you can't die from it. How old were they? The person that died from it that was with me? Yeah. Um, they're younger. They were younger than me, but they, so I'm going to say this in their thirties. I'm not going to give out any more no, details about this person because no, I, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, but you're, you're right. And, um, you know, kids growing up today, living through the pandemic. Yeah. It's going to change forever. But the and thing is, about the the, um, the prefrontal cortex and the executive function and all that is that um, there's something that's been um, it's well documented in many scientific papers. There's a process that goes on um, when the prefrontal cortex is almost finished developing. It's called they even have a term for it. They call it pruning, whereas the brain revisits everything it's learned and recategorizes. And this this point is like fucking crucial because uh, depending on how you recategorize things, it's going to dictate how you live the rest of your life. And if See, you this, folks, this is why I love Joseph. Well, I learned things I, from him. Well, I only came to this actually through self-examination. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know, I spent three years taking antidepressant meds that were working. So instead of just um, submitting some myself to this shit, uh, just decided to learn more about it. Because in, in most cases, and I even looked at my past, I mean, we're basically, most of us have no idea how we function as humans. And, you know, that also should be part of our education. I mean, a brain that knows how it works does not work in the same way as uh, somebody else who's been trained to just or not. There's more to it. There's yeah. more to it than just understanding your brain too. It's also being educated uh, on to how to understand that the world that you're looking at is not the same as how everybody else sees it, and that you standing next to your buddy looking at a tree are seeing the same tree, but you're seeing it from two different perspectives. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So think- when he looks at the coronavirus and he sees it from his perspective, and I see it from mine, he doesn't understand my, my perspective because right now, for whatever reason, he's decided. And before he hit this stage with his friends and everything else before the, uh, before 
the pandemic hit, when we used to talk about perspective and context and fact checking and things like that, he was really good about it. Something changed during the time that he has been under lockdown where his emotions have been allowed to rule and all the other things have been put on the back burner. Well, maybe it's always been that way for him. Because, I mean, if you have no sense of, um, without the critical, without the value judgment, without the executive function, without taking responsibility for your own survival, how can you possibly then attempt to look at how things are for somebody else? How can you empathize with somebody else? Because I get the impression, and I can't read minds, fortunately, but it's seems to be more and more towards the conclusion that um, people's judgment of other people's situation is based on how they themselves feel. Coronavirus, oh, I'm fine. So, like, these other people getting sick, for them, it almost seems to be not real. Well, I think, I think when you're in your teens, I think that's exactly what it becomes. Uh, the expression that was given to me years and years ago, bef- well before I moved up here, even uh, the guy that taught me my stuff for ham radio, uh, he he had said, and and I've always remembered this: children are just little people who don't have the same number of memories that we do. Now, when you're in yeah. your um, when you're first growing up, you're learning what the world is around you. And, and I, I've kind of talked about that. But when you're getting into your teens, one of the things that you kind of know is that – I'm sorry. Use square scare quotes here for a second. One of the things that you know is that <laughs> you're going to live another, let's say, 80 years. Yeah, you're Things, invincible. Uh, yeah. The the odds are most assuredly in your favor that you're not going to be dying anytime soon. So you are effectively immune to everything. You are effectively immortal until, you know, tomorrow you has to deal with that. So yep. at that age yeah, I I get it. And you're right. Those who are younger, and I've I've actually got a thing I'm gonna pull together with this, who are younger don't have the same perspective that we do who are, you know, 20, 40 years removed from their age, because we've seen, we've learned, we've studied, we know what happened, you know, a century ago because we've we've read up on it. We've, we've learned what's supposed to have happened with that. And we've seen what's happened with other similar outbreaks of virus and bacteria and stuff. We've, we've seen smallpox be destroyed in our lifetimes. We've seen that. And smallpox, uh, uh, I'll, I'll go as far as to say smallpox was not fun. Okay. Let's, let's just go with that. Yeah. Where I'm pulling this together though is that 
we have people who are, even though they have the chronological ages that they should have this information, don't. They just don't have the same level of information to them. I'm not talking intelligence or wisdom. I'm talking just they don't have the knowledge. They can't, they either, call that, I'm sorry. You can, call that, you can call that options. Because, you know, if you, you know, you have multiple, with the, the more experience you have, the more experiments you've undertaken. And, you know, you have a concrete evidence of the outcome of experiments. I mean, um, to know what to do, somebody can tell you exactly what to do and what not to do. But until you try it for yourself, you can't uh, use your square quotes. No. And yeah, that's basically what uh, adulthood is all about. Having a wealth of uh, past experiments and uh, well, I can add to the mix more brain stuff, um, neuroplasticity which means uh, your experiences are tied into your decision-making process and all that. Um, and at the end of it all, you have, you have more options. In any given situation, your choices are, can be, you have more choices than somebody else. Yeah, and the thing that scares me at a visceral level is thinking that there are, there are pockets of our societies collectively that they don't have even the knowledge that they are missing information. They have true isolated ignorance foisted upon them and they don't even read Dunning-Kruger. No, no. Um, Bridget, perfect example. Uh, again, when you were in, still inside that protective religious bubble, there was stuff you didn't even know you didn't know. And it was right. a complete shock for you when you went to college and started to learn about all that shit. Yes. There was, you know, the internet was not a thing at the time. Um well, I mean, can string. Uh, well, you just didn't have anybody on the other yeah, end of the string. Yeah, I mean, well. back then there was not the internet, but I had never even heard of evolution. I had never heard the name Charles Darwin. I was not taught anything in school at all about Egyptian culture or anything because yeah, the school that I went to from second grade up until I graduated taught young Earth creationism and. You know, the world was only 6,000 years old. So anything that contradicted that, we were not taught. And we were, uh, and, and the church taught us that we needed to be isolated from that. So we weren't allowed to, you know, watch TV and documentaries on like Egyptian culture or Sumerian culture or anything like that. And so there was a whole bunch of shit that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> and we knew that dinosaurs were a thing, but they drowned in the flood. And as far as like fossils being dated to look older, that was because Satan was trying to trick us and, you know, planted them or some other bullshit. Well, it doesn't surprise and, me. Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, how can you do the backstroke with these little, little stubby hands? You know, I mean, 
it, it just <laughs> when you don't know that you don't know you don't even know where to go look to find what you don't know and eventually you end up stumbling onto something and have no idea how to process it because it's completely outside the realm of anything that you had learned before yeah, I mean, it completely believe- flipped my world upside down. I mean, I was like... And maybe at that point, uh, if you've been trained to fear anything different outside of what your leader, side or providers have chosen for you, well, your reaction to that could be, uh, see it as a real danger. Yeah. Oh. And the thing about it is a lot of the kids that I went to that school with, they also had you know, uh, affiliated colleges and universities or ones that were very similar. So when, you know, like a lot of the people that I went to high school with ended up going, you know, to, you know, the, the affiliated universities, so they didn't learn it there either. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's face facts for a second and please forgive me if I, if I piss off anybody. Oh yeah. By the way, Dallin, did I actually just use the term learned as in a teacher learned a student, a new piece of information? Did I actually say that? Did that fall on I, my face? <clears throat> I, I think so. Fuck. But could you fix that later for me? I'd appreciate I'll it. see what I can do. The, the problem is with, with these groups, with these cadres of people and these universities, again, scare quotes, universities affiliated and whatnot. I'm sorry, you ladies with, with the double X chromosomes, you were just walking uteruses, uteri, doesn't matter, just yeah. waiting to be sold up to the next guy who had a nice flashy piece of bling to put around your finger. I mean, forgive me, but I, I may be I may be scraping the bottom of the barrel on the the niceness level on this one, but I don't think from what you said before I'm too far from the truth. Well, I mean, can you imagine a place like um like say Liberty University? I don't sure ever want to think about the only way I'm, that I'm I would sure really that you're like familiar to think with what the, that only, is, right? the only way that I would like to think about Liberty University is if it was at the bottom of Crater Lake Crater pre crater. But if you imagine what those people were, you know, taught at Liberty University, <sighs> that would be like the equivalent of where I went to grade school and high school. And then the affiliated college would be equivalent to that. They also had a nursing program at that school, which I did not go to. I went to, you know, a state school, which actually had real, you know, science and education and all that other stuff. And, and I believe the, thing that I did. I believe the expression is blew your fucking mind. If I had gone to David Lipscomb or someplace like that, like a lot of the people that I went to high school went to, I'd probably still believe all that shit. Whoa, whoa, wait, what was the name of that again? David Lipscomb. I'm sorry, that just sounds creepy. Uh, the last name is spelled L-I-S-C-O-M-B. I don't care, it sounds creepy as shit. But a lot of the people I went to school with either went you know, on to, I'm not going to name the name of the school university, or they went to David Lipscomb, which was just as bad. Uh, And they are still, and they are still to this day, a lot of those people, they are still to this day, young earth creationists. (laughs) The ones that I see on Facebook, they still are. Now, how scary is that? 
It's as scary as, for whatever reason, I hear that name and it's repeating in my head and I don't know why. And it's got like free university written in, in spray paint on the side of a white van. That's what oh, it feels like to me. It's expensive as hell to go to, too. Well, so it's, and, it's, it's expensive spray paint. And one know. of the people that I went to high school with that graduated from David Lipscomb ended up becoming a physician's assistant. No, he's not. He's a nurse. What is he? A nurse practitioner? He's in the medical community. He's in the medical community and like a not quite a physician's assistant, but, you know, close to one and has on his Facebook profile that everything he needs to know about the world is through a biblical worldview, and the Bible teaches you everything you need to know to no, function in the world. No, it doesn't. And he's a medical practitioner. No, it doesn't. I can prove see, it. I don't well, know about, I don't know about the rest says, of yeah, see, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but um, if I was HR at, at that particular you know hospital, but he was looking for a job, and I saw that he graduated from David Lipscomb Some University, I, I would be like, like hell. No, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. We're actually looking for doc. We're looking for for medical practitioners here. Exactly. So just GTFO. Yeah, I would. I would not let him touch me with a ten foot pole with his little biblical worldview and the Bible teaches you everything you need to know to function I would, in the world. I, I wouldn't even let him get in the door. Like, nope. Yeah, because the first but, thing that, the first thing that I would ask is, could you show me chapter and verse where they explain? Why you shouldn't put an air bubble into someone's vein? Like, sorry. And how he's in the medical field and doesn't know? I just it floors me. I don't understand. The, yeah, it's a pretty powerful bubble, though. I mean, yeah, I was brainwashed. I'll admit it. You okay? For anyone that is listening. <laughs> mm. <laughs> For anyone that is listening, that for whatever reason you, you you got somebody challenged you to go ahead and listen to us and put up with all this stuff. We we understand it. Congratulations, you won your ten bucks. You're good. Would you if like it, to know how I got out? Are you curious to know how I got out besides getting floored when I went to nursing oh, school? Don't don't lose that thought though. Really quickly, for all of you folks who who again maybe you had been effectively brainwashed by the the group that you were isolated with please remember this it wasn't your fault i've said this too damned many times thank you you were taught wrong and that is not your fault and it never was how did you get out besides you know going to nursing school and having my world you know, turned upside down by learning all about evolution and Darwinism and survival of the fittest and, um, you know, how viruses and, and germs actually work, taking microbiology and all that stuff, learning how stupid I was and how much I didn't know. Uh, ended up eventually getting married to a philosophy professor who also, you know, taught world religions and all this. And then I read the book the God delusion. And the thing about it is when I was checking it out of the library, my hands were shaking. I was so afraid that somebody would see me take that out. And I was afraid of what the consequences would be if I'd read that book, you know, struck down dead by lightning or whatever. I don't know. Some crazy something. Uh, Terrified me to check that book out of the library. 
But after I got to about chapter seven, it was like the scales fell off my eyes. And I was like, oh, my God, it's all been a lie. It's all been just a bunch of bullshit. That book is what finally did it. And don't worry about getting hit by lightning. That's not Yahweh's way. Turning you into a, a thing of salt. Which, I mean, think about it. That's well. But I mean, can we, we you can... imagine how 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 ingrained it had to be for me to be terrified to even check that book out of the library? I was terrified. Oh, absolutely. And it it would have been if it was lightning. It would have been uh, Odin. So nothing to worry about. If well, if yeah. if you got turned into salt, though, I mean, all we'd have to do is just hollow out one of your uh, one of your ankles and put a light bulb in there and light you up. Dallin's got a couple of the little ones over in there in the back. If 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 you look really closely and squint the right way, you can kind of see it in his in his video feed. Video feed right now. Well, it was it's really bizarre though. Every time I started questioning things, then I would start getting sucked back into this you know end of the world thing, and all the stuff in Revelation was coming true, and blah blah blah. Oh my! Struggled God. with that for years, back and forth for years until I finally read that book. Have you seen some of the depictions of the uh, the angels that are supposed to be in in Revelation? Oh my God! Talk about freaking mescaline trip stuff! Holy Jesus! Yeah. But- <laughs> well, <sighs> interlocking interlocking rings of light with eyeballs all over them and wings coming off the top and a, and a crown on the on the side of some some. some I don't I don't I don't know. But it was really hard to finally get out of that and over that. I mean, I'm trying to think how old I was when I finally was able to completely let it go. And Jack is reminding me. In my my 40s? In my 40s, I think. But you did it. I did. But you did it. (laughs) That's the important part. And Jack, Jack is reminding me, not Odin, Thor. Nah, yeah, but, you know, the All-Father. I mean, if somebody's really going to go ahead and do it. It could also be Perun. Uh, is, is, isn't he dead? Didn't he, did, did, he, did he retire from playing football? Am I thinking of the wrong guy? Perun was also a lightning god. A thunder okay. god, if you will. Okay. I was, I was thinking of Pele. That's a different guy. He was a different god. Hmm. Bicycle. Whatever. Never mind. I'm an old man. I remember this stuff. Leave me alone. Shut up. Um, trying to camp back. Now I was thirty. I was thirty-eight when I finally walked away. Uh, you weren't much older than me when I walked away from. Uh, really, well, when I finally realized I had walked away, I should say I had walked away earlier than that, but I didn't come to the realization of it until my uh, just before my thirties. And by the way, Stephanie, correct. Bridget, you were never stupid. You were kept in your ignorant, which is a very which is very different to stupid. Yeah, you were unwillfully ignorant. You're awake. <laughs> yeah, I mean better late than never, I guess. It's true. I, I you know, you're in good company because if I remember correctly, Seth Andrews used to say the same thing, as well as many other prominent uh, members of the atheist community, as well as some of the people who are agnostic have, you know, they've come into it in their forties, fifties, and even sixties. So, you know, it's, it's not about age. It's about finally throwing off the binders, blinders, getting educated, learning things. 
being open to new information, new stimuli, and doing something with it. Now, the beautiful thing is you get to choose what to do with it. You could go on a show, a vlogcast. You could uh, have a chat with one of your friends. You could just read books. You could start a new job, a new career. You could do a new side project that you could never have gone into before because it conflicted with your religious beliefs. You could immigrate you know, to you Canada. You could make cakes for gay people. You could immigrate to Canada. <laughs> yeah, move to Canada. <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously still considering the options. Well, you uh, have, the same right now, for boards because they're only doing them twice a year because of COVID, they're not doing boards at all. Well, but I'm keeping an eye on it. Well, well, lady, you, you're not the only one considering moving. Yeah, you, all you got to do is just wait for the uh, wait for the uh, the Canada goose to fly back north again in the spring, and just grab one of them. They'll 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 take you. Yeah, but I have to get over on a on a work Night check. Visa, you know, for a critical shortage. That's that's my deal, and I have to sit for boards in order to do that. And no, they no. only have pricey. No, no. If 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 you capture and tame and train a Canada goose to be an attack Canada goose, <laughs> th- you, well, you've got a future in the military. I'll tell yeah. you that much. <laughs> or you can make video games about it. Oh wait, that's been done. That's different. Nobody's done. Hell, if all the hell breaks loose here like they're thinking it might, then maybe they'll grant some of us asylum. Do they have Canada Goose DLC for that game? (laughs) (laughs) They would have to apologize after every use. No, no, they wouldn't. (laughs) No, they absolutely would not. Thanks, guys, for letting it out of the bag. I mean, you know, the U.S. had their dolphin training program. Well, Canada had their secret uh, Canada Goose training program. You know, well, consider- America is exper- is experimenting, but they can't let it out of the bag yet due to copyright infringement with a particular gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Dalek knows what I'm talking about. You're going to have to explain oh, come- to me after. There's a gas station called Wawa, which is a type of northern goose here in the U.S. Oh. Yeah. So the Wawa gas stations on the East Coast, the more north you go, the more you see a sheets than you see Wawa. The more to the mid eastern part of the seaboard, um, down through parts of uh, uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, South Carolina or North Carolina, one of the two, uh, even some places in Virginia. I'm not sure about West Virginia, but in those kinds of areas, you'll see Wawa's. Okay. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, in, in case uh, in case you're still there, Jack, take care. Have a good morning. Enjoy your weekend. Or slush of it. Um, well, he's oh, here. He's, it is. They're up. They operate in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, Washington D.C., and Florida. Uh, their headquarters comes out of Pennsylvania, which was where the Wawa Goose is from. New Jersey. Uh, whatever. Whatever. All right. Uh, so in other words, gas stations are monopolized. Uh, yeah. Well, it was a dairy farm to begin with. And it eventually grew from just a dairy product to selling more products and eventually inv- uh, becoming a food market um, and then a convenience store and so on. It, it evolved over time. Um, Good on even, even companies like Best Buy didn't start out exactly the way they are now. 
things change. And that is something that a lot of Americans have forgotten that things change. And it also scares a lot of people, but it's all around them. They're just not paying attention to it. They're sitting in their own little bubbles. They're going la la, sticking their fingers in their ear, la la la. I don't want to hear you. Let's get back into the office. Let's get back the kids back into the school. I don't like change. I don't like these things. Um, they have a responsibility to sit back, take, um, take toll of what's going on around them, and react accordingly in a responsible manner to it. Um, you know what? Mm- uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to trim you off right, right there at the moment because, uh, we, we're getting, getting real, real close on that, needing to close up. And you just gave me, uh, an inspiration piece for me to jump off of to close up. Um, I was inspiring. Holy shit. Somebody marked this on the calendar. Quick. It happens every once in a while. I mean, you know, I get inspired by things like, you know, bad curry. So, you know, whatever. You're, you're up on the list somewhere. Not quite. <laughs> Um, I am the equivalent of bad curry. You no, heard it here, folks. No, you're you're on a you're on a different level from <laughs> really I, I, bad curry. I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna shut up right about now and, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it's late. I'm I'm having a giggle fit. I apologize. Let me go mute my microphone. I'll I'll work this shit out later. Yeah. Hot bad curry. Yeah. I um, need to figure out what constitutes bad curry. I've never had any that's been bad. I've had a few. We'll talk later. It sounds like a great name for a rocker. Actually, yeah, it does, isn't it? Oh, anyway. Um, somebody trademark that. Since uh, since since we gotta go, uh, since we gotta wrap up over here. Um, who 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 wants to who wants to go first with uh, with any any last items before we get our collective tokuses out of here? Well, I was thinking about the uh, the whole thing uh, about tech about your kid um, not really understanding or lacking that sort of understanding of you know just how serious this whole thing is, and it reminded me of something I had learned in history class. About us, uh, we uh, us us crazy Canadians up here. World War One. We had to go fight because we were still part of the Commonwealth. So Britain throws in, we all throw in because they they gave us the marching orders. That that was the thing back then. A lot of us, a lot of like Canadians said, uh, "Yeah, sure, you know, sounds like fun. Let, let's go have some fun," and they were very cavalier about it. Then they came back. It's probably the single most uh, extreme analogy to, you know, just let that kid stick their light, stick their finger in the light socket because they'll only ever do it once. I think that's just it. It's like, we don't know. You know, like I, I, I look at news footage about New York. I look at news footage about, you know, Portland and all these other places. And okay, I'm a, I'm a little more empathetic than most people. Uh, you know, I see that I'm just I'm horrified by what I see. I am I'm heartsick by what I see. I've said I've used that word before. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people they they have no empathy, but they also don't have the first hand knowledge 
Like that's the thing with so many people is like, yeah, well, you know, the, the, the Rona's not that bad because nobody I know has gotten it. And unfortunately, that's a piece of the human condition. You know? Yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to war. How bad could it be? And World War One, I, I think, was the reason we ended up with a Geneva Convention, wasn't it? Because some of the shit we were throwing at each other there was just nasty. Yeah, you know, like mustard gas and uh, yeah, you know the, the the fact that you could throw toilet cleaner and bleach together and come up with something that could you know, but when they said level the playing field, I think they were talking more about the players on the playing field. Um, it, it's a human condition, and I've said this before. Everybody right now, deep down, is scared shitless. Because they've, nobody in our generations have ever had to deal with anything like this. With, with a, with a, an illness that is untreatable currently, that there is no vaccination against, and that it's not dependent on specific habits or activities to transmit. You you could just pass by somebody and potentially end up with it, you know, for, you know, a fluke. Yes, but it's still possible. And I had to qualify that because I I was thinking about, you know, uh, AIDS when it came out, HIV, when it started, there were like, it affected a lot of people, but there were groups that were of a higher risk than others. Whereas this is much more, um, much more prolific than that. So people right now are freaking terrified. They don't know what to do. Their world has changed and they don't know how to cope with that change because well, yeah, they, they've been shaken from their bubbles or from what they know. And yeah, um, what, what tech was saying about, you know, people got to learn. How do you learn when, you know, again, nobody knows what to do. And those who think they know what to do are out for themselves or out for the profit. Who probably do you probably who? The, most, the, the people giving the orders and all this, all these fucking manipulators. Yeah. You look at them, they're the humanity's least capable, least worthy, and yeah, the least productive. That's what scares me, that that these are the people giving all the orders, the people least qualified to give them. Well, and it doesn't help that we've got a POTUS that's trying to play down how severe it is and you know, oh, we've got a cure for it, and it's not that bad. That's not helping. Yeah. And um, still willing to, you know, have rallies and things like that where they can also be super spreader events. That really pisses me off. And there's just so much propaganda flying, you know, in all directions. And people really need to watch out for that. Tech? Any last item that you want to drop in there? Yeah. um, Actually, I do. 
I'm still having conversations, despite where my son mentally is. Um, I'm still having conversations with him about things that are going on. I'm still talking about things that sometimes he says, hey, look, I really don't want to talk about that right now. I'll slip it into conversation a little bit later as, as we're chatting. And though we're apart, I'm still doing what I can to be the dad I know I need to be for him, to help ensure that he outlives me, because that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. So he's being good. He's, you know, he's, despite what the other kids are doing, he's wearing his mask over his nose and wearing it proper and all that other stuff. Have a chat with your kids if you have them. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care. And let them know that these things are real. Okay? And that it's important that the kids are able to come to you to talk to you about it. And if you're not able to talk to other adults about it, because you're uncomfortable acknowledging reality as it is. How do you expect the kids to deal with it when they're less, in some cases, mentally prepared, and in some cases, probably a little bit better, because kids tend to be pretty resilient? The point is, is that you yourself have to look around, take toll, be responsible, take responsibility for acknowledging what's going on and what needs to be done, and then working with your kids and having them understand why it's important to vote, why it's important to wear a mask, why it's important to vet your sources of information and not just believe an elected official because they were popular in what they had to say or because what they had to say made people feel good. Okay? That's it. That's all I got. Joe? Um, yeah, I'll just add to what Tech was saying. We, um, you know, if you don't know how to decide for yourself uh, what's good or bad for yourself, uh, how can you teach your kids? Well, that explains the trend where, you know, whether it be conservative uh, or religious or whatever, parents, um, they basically try the only alternative they have the only choice they have or they think they have the only choice they don't think whatever they're not thinking <laughs> but the only choice they have is to turn their kids into little clones of themselves and you know that's how religion propagates you remove executive function the ability to take responsibility from your for your own survival from from somebody and uh, well we're going to turn the kids into the same without any further effort from the, the, the people, the initial manipulators. And that's the real evil of it. And that's kind of scary, actually. Yeah, it is. And uh, Bridget, I know you kind of just commented briefly before, but uh, was there anything else you wanted to drop in there? No, that was that was it. Okay. I'll make this, uh, I'll make this quick. America is recessive in its overall thinking and has been for a number of years. Regressive 
in our attitudes towards change. You don't have to see any further than our goddamned money to see that. Dallin, really quickly, in Canada, what is the color of the $5 bill? Blue. The 10. Purple. 20. Green. And the 50. Red. And the $1 bill. Don't have them. Back in the day, it was green, but now it's a coin. And a $2 bill? Back in the day, it was kind of a uh, light brown, uh, sort of, but again, now it's a coin. And the penny? It was copper, but we don't have it anymore. We still have penny coins. They cost more to make them than they're worth. All of our money is still the same green and white. It's made of the same crap that can be easily torn apart. Stuff Club Canada way? It's effectively plastic. Effectively. It's cool stuff, too. It's very indescriptible. You can throw it in a bowl of sanitizer and actually sterilize it before giving it as a tip. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, what I was about to say. Um, they actually were talking about being able to sanitize our quote unquote paper money, uh, even with regards to you know what's going on right now. But it's been this way for as long as I've known. It's been that way longer. Here in the U.S. in the United States. We don't like change. And that's a problem. It's bigger than biology. It's bigger than science books. It's how our country ends up working. And that's a problem. We can't even get, we can't even get a new picture on a bill without it becoming a whole big-ass thing. But yet up Canada way? They changed the designs of who's on what bill, and the artwork is wonderful to look at sometimes. Truly. I enjoy it. We need to be open to exactly that, to the new experiences, to seeing what is new so that we can keep asking, what is new? How does this work? To be willing to ask the questions of ourselves, and not just what's around us. We pay for so much, and we get so little. But when we pay into ourselves, to better ourselves, it ends up giving dividends to the rest of everyone else around us. Because as... As TP had said, and I did see that, our lives could have been back to somewhat normal now if we were told the severity of COVID in January. If we had been taught right 
and how to appreciate the severity of this stuff. We wouldn't be where we are now. But the problem is, it's been a very long, slow curve to mediocrity. And if there's one thing that our generations have been really bad about, is appreciating just what a long, slow curve can do for you. Welcome to it. It's our responsibility now to make a huge right turn at Albuquerque. I'd really like for that to be more a joke than what it actually is, but it's where we're at. It's the best we can do. So with that, we're going to go ahead and call it a night. Thank you very much for being with us, everybody. I hope that you had yourselves a worthwhile time of listening to us and found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and got something to think about for yourselves. Uh, to, to kind of tack on to the back end of that, by the way, um, I had, uh, I had, I had mentioned on a, on a different example that, um, uh, Adam, uh, I'd said last week, Adam, using scare quotes, uh, had, uh, had left flowers in the band room where otherwise I would have normally as my, as my nod to Fujin, where we first met at college. And it, I found out a little bit more about that. And I don't think that either my kid or Adam will be ending up hearing this anytime soon, but, um, you guys are all right. If you're the barometer by which we measure the future generation, you guys are all right. Thanks for that. Joseph, you have yourself a good morning. Please have a safe week. And uh, thank you, man. I really do appreciate your time. Yeah. And thanks for having me on. You got any... What? Sorry. I was going to say, uh, I, I hadn't heard. You got any any new specialty things that you've been working on that uh, you're, you're, you're hoping are going to like come through really fun? Oh, fun. No, just work. Um, Damn. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Um, well, no, it's challenging. Let's put it that way. Which is, uh, in my books, uh, yeah. Um, it's almost fun. <laughs> Fair enough. Nothing it, scares more than the same old, same old every day. Well, I, I was I was thinking more along the lines of, yeah, going to be going down to the catacombs, looking at a couple of skulls this week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, no, castle shit. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not sure. I don't know. I'm hoping for it. I could just see a Wi-Fi and a skull from 1645. That's great right there. You have a good week. Okay, you too, sir. Tech, it's good to have you back again, man. You have yourself a, uh, a restful rest of your week, and uh, you know, good luck with. I don't know the next time we're gonna, you know, have you on again, but if we don't see you in time, you know, good luck with the rest of the, the month because you know Halloween and all. This is my favorite, one of my favorite months. Yes. Um. You know, there, there's looks like there's going to be some interesting stuff available online in terms of. 
Halloween online Halloween parties, all online Halloween costumes where people get dressed up. They take pictures or video of their costumes, submit them, and they get compared and digital gifts and things like that. I mean, there's stuff that people can do. Decorate your own homes. Go all out, you know? Really decorate up your house. That way, if somebody drives by, they can look and go, wow, that's pretty cool, you know? And just imagine that every car drives by. That's the response that you get, you know? Have a little fun. Make it a competition with the neighbors. It's like, oh, you've got the giant skeleton? We're doing the giant Frankenstein, you know? Have fun with it. Sure, you can't go out and trade candy. But as rational adults here, how many, show of hands, how many people have bought extra bags of candy just so they had it and they didn't end up giving it out to the trick-or-treaters? Oh, you mean before Halloween? No. No, not before, before and after. After it's all on sale. So, you know, yeah, like 50% off candy. Yeah. Only 50? Oh, some of the places down here are 75% off. <laughs> well, they, they've got a vested interest in feeding yeah. the diabetes machine. Down there. I'm sorry. Did I yeah. say that a lot? That, that <laughs> my, my favorite is after Valentine's Day buy one bag, get three free. Yeah, the Reese's peanut butter cups, especially when they're on sale. Oh, oh the East when when Easter comes around, I love Easter for one thing: Reese's peanut butter cup Easter eggs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah basically yeah. just a peanut butter chocolate hit. Oh, it's <laughs> so good though. Chocolate covered diabetes. I'm I'm so glad that we don't have smell-o-vision. I can't stand those things. And and, and I'm so finally that uh, so happy finally that Cadbury has decided to permanently uh sell in stores the all chocolate Cadbury cream egg. Oh. oh. <laughs> that only used to come out like Halloween and eat and uh, one other time of year and I forget what it was and now it's all year round. It's like <gasps> chocolate with chocolate and chocolate. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to get my. I'm gonna have to check my blood sugar after this show. <laughs> it's like it's it's so good. If it's not the dark chocolate orange, I don't care. You have a good week. The dark chocolate oranges are good too. You have a great week. Good. You know, yes, that's, that's good. The dark good. chocolate oranges are for Christmas. Come on. No, they're 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 for whenever you have one and you want one. Hey, that's tech. a Christmas tradition. Tech. <laughs> I have two um, sitting in my cupboard. <laughs> tech. Yeah. Cup of uh, Carnation or Cadbury's hot chocolate. Ooh. And a two ounce shot of Grand Marnier. Um, there's your dark chocolate. There's your dark chocolate orange, my friend. Two words. I'll have to try that. Two words. Hmm. Tim Tams and coffee. Shut up, I'm going with it. It's, 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 I would like to try those. We're going to have to fix that. Bridget, you have yourself, hopefully, a, um, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out the best way of saying this. Um, I don't suppose that uh, you've, you've, um, I don't suppose you've seen all the, uh, all the photo memes that have been going on. With, you know, 
from the from the VP debate. I'm 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 sure I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about here. Buzz 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 All I can say about that that debate is the Biden campaign was quick on the uptake. I mean, it wasn't 15 minutes later they were already selling Biden Harris fly swatters out of their campaign store. I kid you not. Uh, um, Dallin? Whoever is doing their campaign stuff is on it. Oh, God, that's priceless. Oh, hold, 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 hold that thought one second. Dallin, one word for you. Testicles. 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 <laughs> Testicles. <laughs> Testicles. <laughs> Dallin knows exactly what I'm referencing and maybe we'll explain later. Probably not now, though. <laughs> So, Bridget, <laughs> thank you for your time. Uh, you know what you need to do. Just go ahead and do it. Testicles. Jack pants. And his testicles. And his testicles. In 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 the GOP, most of them in just 2020. I'm just so done with 2020. <laughs> that sounds like uh, testicles. Sounds like a sound test. Or it sound was. Check. Funny you should um, say that. Testicles. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll ex- we'll ex- short version was yes, somebody was actually doing a, a uh, an audio test with a wireless microphone, and instead of saying test test, he decided to say testicles, testicles, because it was more fun, and it was coming into the sound system that was live the next door over in the middle of a dance competition. Not 15 minutes later, somebody had silk printed the word hashtag testicles on a t-shirt for him, presented it to him. So there you go. And that sounds, that would make a great campaign sign um, for um, destined for Trump voters. Uh, Drop your pence. Uh, well, 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 we've got a little bit of time yet. We can see about marketing. Dallin, um, speaking of marketing, I got nothing. Oh man, what a what a night! Yeah, I just just for the hell of it, I I almost forgot about that with uh, with with Mikey boy there. Uh, so yeah, I, I had to throw that that link in the show notes just because uh, you know my music tastes. So you know, it had to be done. But yeah, uh, of course, as always, yeah. uh, And what he's talking about, of course, I'm the curator of the audio version of this show over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. I got a place where I do my own venting of stuff. That's over at inthewind.yo5.ca. And well, I've been working on a couple of other things lately. Uh, One of which, sorry? I was going to say, oh no, these are sold out. Oh, (laughs) look, look, just because they're sold out, it's not a bad thing. You don't, if there's one thing that we've learned in the tech center, you don't ever go with a 0.0 version release. When they get the 0.1 version out, go ahead and buy one at that point. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. (laughs) 
Wow. Sorry, Alan. No, I'm just I, I'm just thinking oh, I should uh, I am gonna need a fly swatter uh, this summer, so and let's see what happens. But yeah, I'm not swatting flies, but I am doing some writing. And of course, you can check that out on the podcast, The Kick in the Cast, over at podchaser.com slash kick in the cast, or at the main show's website at kickit.yo5.ca. Did, did, did you like make an index card for yourself to, to write this stuff down? Because you're getting really good at remembering this now, otherwise. <sighs> no, I, you say it enough times, eventually you just, you know, no, it's it just. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, oh God! See, you can't do that and have me thinking I could be winning a brand new co- shit. No, I can't because I can't get out to go to. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Screw you. Hey, you know what? If I tell you what, if I do win it, I'll make sure to send you a picture of it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you, thank you, man. <laughs> For those that don't know, it's roll up the rim to win. And if you don't know what that is, congratulations. It, no, if you, no, actually, no. If you don't know what that is, then you can't uh, you, you can't emigrate here if everything goes to pot. This is part of your entrance exam, folks. Because there's pot on the other side of the border, but you you're know, damn it's, right. You know, it's, a, it's a whole other thing. So, as was mentioned, yes, all the stuff that you want for contact and everything is over at holycrapthelogcast.com. Phone number, if you want to leave a voicemail message, and please, come on, if you're going to insult us, at least be creative. Could you? Maybe. I'll spare a little bit of creativity. That'd be nice. No, I did not get rid of that voicemail. I've still got it, so don't even screw with me. It's 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Damn, I was just looking over at the the extra phone over here, and I'm thinking to myself, how hard would that be? You know what? I'm not even going to try. I don't want to do that. I'm going to get out of here at this point because uh, after last night and not taking uh, enough sleep last night and not taking a nap today, I think I might be just a little bit on the overdone portion at this point. Thank you for being with us. I know that we've kind of run a little bit long tonight. Uh, Sorry. And for anybody that's keeping score, it's going to be the summer of next year when we will have one year of shows under our belt. I went and looked it up. The middle of summer next year, we will be hitting 365 episodes. I don't know if we should be planning now, but um, that's kind of cool. I don't know. It's just a thing. In any case, please be safe. More than anything else, all kidding aside, please be safe. There is nothing... There is nothing wrong with being just a little on the paranoid side right now. There's nothing at all wrong with that. And for all of you that have got to be dealing with this in some way, shape, or form in your circles, we're here. We will keep doing what we're doing. We can't exactly help you directly, but if you need somebody to talk to, Please join the Discord, and if you need somebody to chat with, flag up over on the uh, on the uh, COVID channel and let us know that you need to talk. We'll be here. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, peace and long life. Live long and prosper. I wish the peace I no longer have. 
I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 15 plus years on, I am still in love with you. And happy birthday to our son. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.